Hey, I'm Casey. And I'm Lauren. And this is... Magnum B.I., the true crime podcast where we add a little social justice commentary, a little bit of comedy, and my existential crisis about having to phase out winged eyeliner. Yeah. It might be time. So I saw a tweet that was connected to a TikTok that was a a Gen Z girl telling millennials how to dress and how not to dress. And I think we were born at a time because I'm a 99 baby, you're a 2000 baby. Mm -hmm. So I like, I think we are Gen Z on paper, but I think we like borrowed a lot from millennial culture growing up. I definitely feel cusp. Yeah. Same. Cuspy. Same. So yeah, (laughs) I I think winged eyeliner is, the living fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know if that was on the pod, but outside the window, someone just got murdered. Sounded like a tire iron, which I know for no reason in particular. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> I was talking about winged eyeliner and someone out there was like, no. But yeah, I don't know. It just kind of reminds me. I think it was this Tumblr post I saw a while ago and it was like any child born between the, like the ages of 19 or the years of 1998 and 2001 are not Gen Z or Millennials. They're honorary members of the Black Eyed Peas. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I think about that quite a lot because it's like my sister, who's two years younger than me, is very much Gen Z. She always knows what the fuck is going on with fashion and trends and shit. She's, yeah, very. But I grew up idolizing all the kids that were Millennials, which yeah. is like my older cousins that are very much like winged eyeliner and skinny jeans, scene kids, all that other shit. So it's like we're, we're just right in the middle. We're in this really interesting really little cusp. I'll write a paper about it. Okay, anyway, I'll, re- I'll read it. I'll we'll read get back it. to it. Yep. Um, so this week, we're going to jump sort of right into it, because I have a longer case that we're talking about. I'm excited. My longest one to date. I'll try mm-hmm. to keep it concise. Mm-hmm. But this week, we are going to be talking about the tall, hot, blonde murder, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Um, Thomas Montgomery. Let's get into Let's it. Let's get into it. So we're starting our story in May of 2005. Oh, recent. Recent. um, I was five years old. With a man named Thomas Montgomery. Okay. So Thomas Montgomery was a 46-year-old husband and a father of two teenage daughters. Um, I believe one of his daughters was 12 at this time and one was 14. Okay. Um, He had a successful job as a mechanist um, at a corporation which made power tools. Okay. Um, he was a Sunday school teacher. He was the vice president of his daughter's swim team. And he lived in a suburb of Buffalo. Oh, wow. So, upstate. That is, that is close to home. Yes. <laughs> it's a town called Clarence. Um, it's a small town just outside of Buffalo. Interesting. Um, Thomas was having a bit of a midlife crisis at this time. Okay. So, his job paid well. He was very successful, but he wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. He more just did it for the money and to support his family. Yeah, as one does. Um, he was in the Marines when he was young, mm-hmm. and he always had dreams of becoming a sniper in the military, but these dreams never really came to fruition. It is an interesting um, 
interesting dream to have. And this is before Call of Duty propaganda. So this is before kids were being, like, you know, brought into the military in that way. So I, I mean, I can understand, like, the the sportsmanship of it, but in the military, where it's like, I will kill a lot of people. Don't, yeah. Not as cool. Don't get it. Not Don't get cool. why that's something you would aim for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had now been almost 30 years since he was a Marine. He and his wife were also having some marital problems, largely stemming from unhappiness with their sex lives. Um, Thomas was having trouble performing. Ah, classic. So it was a bad time to be 46-year-old Thomas Montgomery. Mm-hmm, that's tough. To ease his boredom and his complacency with his life, he started playing online games and going on chat rooms. Now, again, this is 2005, so chat rooms are fairly new and exciting, Mm -hmm. Um, but also the whole culture and etiquette of online chat was still sort of being forged. Oh, wow. This is really pertinent to our millennial Gen Z discussion. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm immediately thinking dial-up internet, AOL yeah. online, age, sex, location. That's what this, that's yeah. literally exactly what this is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that brings me back. Um, so Thomas used the username <laughs> Marine Sniper. Is it Marine Sniper XXXXX? Essentially, it's like Marine Sniper, like zero, like fucking whatever. Yeah, with like consonants capitalized and it tells whatever. Yeah, Yeah. everyone putting like a punk rock lyric on their away message. Like his sign off is over and out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, So, do you remember a website called Pogo? No, I don't. I like vaguely remember it because I think it was sort of like phasing out as we got to like the age in which we would be online Mm -hmm. but um think of it kind of like a mod like what is modern discord Mm, where you form like chat rooms around certain interests you like can make a a community of people on there like you get close to people on there Mm -hmm. but you're playing the games directly on the website Interesting. So it's like mini games connected to chats. It's a chat room slash gaming website. It, oh man, did you ever play on Newgrounds or anything like that when you were a kid? Not, no. Oh, it was like this website from like the early 2010s that had like all these flash games on mm-hmm. them. Like, do you ever remember like Fireboy and Lava Girl? Yes. <laughs> and like all that other, yeah. Or, yeah. And um, like Balloon Tower Defense and all this other shit. That's exactly what that reminded yeah. me of. Remember the Disney flash games the disney channel flash games oh my god yeah it's like oh. that it's like we're in that era we're in 2005 that's bringing me back um on pogo thomas receives a message from an 18 year old girl and a senior in high school mm. so for the sake of this episode i'm gonna call this girl jen which is not her real name mm-hmm. um if you look up the case you will like immediately find her real name but because she was only 18 at the time and she never really did anything wrong in this story I don't feel comfortable saying her real name. Okay. Even though it is widely available online. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, for the sake of the story, her name is Jen. She's an 18-year-old senior in high school. Um, Jen was a softball player and a basketball player. She lived in West Virginia. She was very pretty, Mm -hmm. and she had long blonde hair. Mm. Um, Jen starts messaging Thomas and sort of strikes up a conversation. Her username is Tall Hot Blonde. Thomas... Um, he doesn't want to miss his shot with an 18-year-old girl, so he stretches the truth a little bit. Of course he does. Thomas tells Jen 
that he is an 18-year-old boy named Tommy. Mm. And that he is being trained to be a sniper in the Marines. And then he's going to be sent to Iraq next month. Oh, wow. He said that his mother died when he was 12, and he was raised by his father, who was a military man, which instilled the love of the military in him. They talk regularly for a few weeks. Jen sends, quote-unquote, Tommy pictures of herself in a bathing suit. Thomas sends Jen photos of himself, but photos of himself from nearly 30 years ago, when he was truly in the Marines. Oh, ew. Um, He says that he was six feet tall, he was totally built, he had a full head of hair... He was independently wealthy, even though he was only 18 in this story. Um, He's everything that the modern 46-year-old Thomas wishes that he still was. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very much everything he's not. Yes. Or wishes he could be. Wishes he could go back in time and be. Mm. Um, I should also... I forgot to give a content warning. This episode isn't super um, heavy or dark, um, but obviously there is a murder, so we'll be talking (laughs) about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a sort of pervasive theme throughout of the grooming of an 18-year-old girl. And and catfishing. And catfishing. Mm -hmm. So if those things make you uncomfortable, might not be the episode. There is a lot of grooming here. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a very, very, very brief mention of sexual assault and um, pretty explicit racism, which I will give like a... It's so short that I'll give a little warning and you can skip through it if you don't want to hear that, but just a warning. Okie dokie. Um, so they're talking regularly for a few months. Thomas is sending pictures of quote-unquote Tommy, which are actually photos of him when he's 18. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, Tommy tells Jen that he's in Iraq and he's messaging her from Iraq. Um, they had a special saying between the two of them, which was always and forever. Um, he tells Jen that he got this tattooed on his forearm and he got her name tattooed in a heart. Oh my God. At one point... Thomas was suspicious that Jen was talking to other guys on the internet, so he starts this big fight with her. To make up for it, Jen sends Tommy lingerie, including a red G-string. This is an 18-year-old girl. Oh my god. Oh no. Ew! Yeah. (laughs) Ew! So this is a 46-year-old man pretending to be his younger 18-year-old self, and uh, an 18-year-old girl is sending him lingerie. And he's, like, emotionally manipulating her and gaslighting her. And telling her he loves her, they're going to get married, he wants to run away to West Virginia to be with her. He's got her name tattooed. Yeah. He's six foot. Lies. Lies. So they start having phone sex and virtual sex. Jen was a virgin, and they made a really big deal out of the fact that Tommy was going to be the one to take her virginity. Oh, yeah. fuck. no, that is yeah. so foul. I should have I fucking known it would all come back to this. Yep. Older men on the internet, and <laughs> I know from personal experience, are so fucking gross and weird yep. about that thing specifically. Virginity. <laughs> Next season, Ill. I'm going to be doing, I have a, there's so, there's so much to talk about. I have a really deep obsession with To Catch a Predator, mm. which if you don't know what To Catch a Predator is, Basically, they go online, they pretend to be a child, they invite a grown man to their house, the grown man shows up, they get interrogated, and they get arrested. Yep. Um, Great show. Great show. Awesome show. But so many of those men who show up to have sex with a kid are obsessed with virginity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting. It it absolutely is like a misogyny thing, an ownership thing, like a weird instilled purity culture religion Very, very, very much. It's it's gross. It's gross. 
Um, so they make a really big deal out of the fact that Tommy's going to take her virginity. Of course. Eventually, once things get sexual in this way, Thomas begins to feel really guilty for all of this. <laughs> um, after all, not only is he catfishing an 18-year-old girl, um, a girl who is just a few years older than his daughters, but he's also cheating on his wife. Um, he later says, later, later, later says that during this time, um, he felt so guilty for lying to Jen that he thought about killing himself. Hmm. But now bear in mind, yes, you should feel guilty for, for grooming an 18-year-old girl. Yeah. But why is that what makes you want to kill yourself and not the fact that you're cheating on your wife and lying to your two daughters? <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, yes, mm-hmm. you should feel guilty for that. But, like, mm-hmm. interesting, that's your priority here. Yeah. It's like... I don't know. And this is only, like, peripherally related. It's kind of like how sometimes you'll hear men talk about how they don't realize that, like, in a sense, women aren't, like, real human beings until they have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, like, the whole, like, think about your daughter. It's like, why don't you just think about a person? Yeah, exactly. It's like there's some kind of empathetic disconnect that occurs in a lot of men in this generation where it's like, you know women are just like a prize or an object or something to be sought after and admired and taken and consumed and used instead of, you know, realizing that, you know, everything else is pretty much the same. It's just different parts. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I'm more or less doing the same thing right now, even because I'm like making a big deal out of the fact that Jen is just a few years older than his daughters. But I think it's more like he has a full everyday perspective of how mature this girl is because he's with two young girls Mm -hmm. who are just a few years younger than her Mm -hmm. so like essentially he's taking advantage of this girl knowing full well like how how they work immature how how they work how their emotions are you know Mm -hmm. yep um so he feels so guilty about this whole thing that he makes up like a whole fucking thing (laughs) and this might be a little confusing it's sort of hard to explain so just try to follow me here but thomas goes on the chat room and pretends to be thomas senior tommy's dad so he's essentially being himself and acting as though tommy is his son i've had people do this to me before really yes i've oh my god when i was younger and i would be on I'm sorry, mom and dad kick. Do you remember? Kick? Yeah, <laughs> mom and dad <laughs> retroactively. Listening. Stop listening. She shouldn't have been on kick. I, I shouldn't know. have been on. Kick. No one should have been on kick. Yeah. But I would be. I would be talking to people on the internet through kick, and it would be like you know we would get to the point in the conversation inevitably where it'd be like age, sex, location, send me nudes, and I'd be like no. Yeah. I had this one guy who <laughs> was so desperate to get my nudes that he like was spamming my phone, and I was like I'm gonna block you, leave me alone. And someone, someone, quote unquote, messaged me and was like, this is so-and-so's dad. He just killed himself. Oh my God! He just just killed himself because you didn't send him nudes. And I was devastated. I thought I killed someone! And I was like... How have you not told me that before? Because this is when I was like... And it was like 2 a.m. or some shit. So I couldn't tell my parents. I couldn't tell fucking anybody. I was texting my friends like, oh my God, someone just killed himself. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And then it was like, haha, just kidding. It's me. Now send him. <laughs> send him or I'll do it for real this time. That is so insane. <laughs> Imagine like if that wasn't, if if some, in some ridiculous <laughs> universe that actually happened and the guy's dad got on kick and was like, my son killed himself because you didn't send child pornography. <laughs> Don't you feel 
bad. Yeah, <laughs> you little girl. So yeah, there's a there's a oh, piece of my trauma. Oh my god. Well, that is. I'm glad you brought that up because I was worried that this would be a confusing part of the story. But no, that's exactly what happens here. I am here. very intimately familiar. <laughs> that is so situation. insane. Yeah, and it, and that's not only that's not the only time it happened. It happened other times too. And wow. I just feel like okay, whatever. <laughs> Which is and, and, insensitive. But, but the first time you were a young girl and mm-hmm. you believed it. Yeah, of course, because it's like, why would they lie about something like yeah. that? Yeah. But then I realized the internet's evil. Anyways, yes. <laughs> yes. go on. And this is also 2000. Yeah. So like this is no before we had barred. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Tommy or sorry, Thomas goes on says he's Thomas Senior, so he's like himself yep. basically, and Tommy is his eighteen year old son who's in Iraq. Yep. He messages Jen and says, "Stop messaging my son. He has to focus on war. <laughs> like leave <laughs> my son alone." <laughs> yeah. Um. So when she sends mail. She's sending it to Thomas's house in Buffalo, and she thinks that Thomas Sr. is sending the mail to Iraq. Oh. So she's sending the lingerie to this house in Buffalo to Thomas Sr., who is supposed to be sending it to <laughs> Tommy overseas, his son overseas. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so Thomas does all this, hoping that that'll end their relationship, but he, at the end of the day, just can't stop himself. So then he would go back on as Tommy and be like, fuck my dad. Like, I love you. I want to marry you. Um, Tommy also told Jen that he was going to kill himself in Iraq. Um, likely another way to get out of the situation because Tommy would be dead at that point. Yep. Um, but she would just talk him off the ledge, essentially. Um, and Jen, like we said, an 18-year-old girl, new to the internet. Internet itself is new. Yep. Totally believes this. Yeah, of course. And she feels like she's in love with Tommy. Yeah, because why would he lie? Why would he lie? Why Why well, would anyone lie would on anyone the internet? lie about that kind of shit? Um, Thomas, like I said, he just couldn't stop himself. He begins to lose total grip on reality. Um, he eventually says that the relationship had, quote, become more real to me than real life. He said that it was like a drug. He was addicted to these chats. Um, like a creep, he told all of his coworkers about Jen and that he was going to move to West Virginia to marry her. No fucking way. And no, and, no one, and no one was like, that's gross? Yeah, right? What the fuck? The coworkers come up later, too, and I feel like I'm missing something there because it's like everyone knew about this <clears> and <throat> all the layers of this that we'll get into, but no one ever was like, at least like outwardly, no one was ever like, what the hell are you doing? That's so gross. This, that's like the whole like locker room talk. Yeah, that's club. fully what this is. That's yeah. so gross. Um, so he would spend all of his time in front of his computer. He totally isolated himself from his wife and his daughters. After his wife would go to sleep, he would stay up all night chatting, Jen, t- chatting with Jen until 3 or 4 in the morning and then leaving for work at 7. Oh my god. So yeah, he honestly, the thing where he mentioned that this became realer to him than real life... Um, if you, if you experience sleep deprivation yeah. for long enough, you can start to like have shit in your brain chemistry go wrong. Yeah. So maybe in a sense he was like kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe hallucinating or making things connect where they shouldn't have. No. Yeah. And okay. then also like, they say that you're supposed to study right before bed because like the things that you, you consume right before bed will like stay with you longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's debunked science now, but like that used to be the thing. I've heard it. And also like he's doing this right before he gets like three hours of sleep, Yep. you know? So, mm-hmm. so on January 2nd of 2006, eight months since Jen and Tommy started talking, 
Thomas Montgomery wrote himself a note. This is really jarring. So it reads, On January 2nd, 2006, Thomas Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He has money in the bank, $2.5 He is handsome, like a red-headed Harrison Ford. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. He then goes on to talk about how Tommy has a nine-inch penis and will always be able to perform in bed. He's fully spiraled. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's done for. Yep. Oh, no. He began so obsessed with, form- with forging this new life that it seemed as though he believed it was truly going to happen. Oh. At one point, he, wo- he wrote, I wish I would know the exact time that I would change to the new Tom to prepare for it. You know what that just reminded me of? Hmm. Have you ever seen... (laughs) Oh my god. Have you ever been on, like, the really dark side of Stan Twitter where they have, like, audios where if you supposedly listen to this video enough times, it'll, like, turn you into another person? No. (laughs) That immediately reminded me of because I remember seeing this one make the rounds, like, forever ago on the internet where it's like, if you listen to this audio enough times, you will become Korean and join BTS. (laughs) What? (laughs) There's some kind of delusion. What's your algorithm? Yeah, I I could not tell you. There's some kind of delusion. There's some kind of mental illness. There's, like, a desperation. Very, very fucked up. That's what that reminded me of. Very much. Well, and that's the thing is I don't know if if that was a full delusion or Mm. if he's just being like really hyperbolic yeah that could also be it like i don't know what like i i would think it's it's being hyperbolic at the beginning but then when he's like i wish i would know the exact time i would change the new tom to prepare for it then Mm. i'm like oh you're not well yeah you're crazy yeah (laughs) respectfully of course you're crazy yeah so in the following months this is horrible oh no one of his teenage daughters borrows his computer to get some work done oh um, now she's either, it's either the 12 year old or the 14 year old. Both are very fucking yeah. bad. Neither <laughs> of those children should be able to, oh yeah. fuck. While using her father's computer, a message pops up from Tall Hopland. The daughter went to Thomas's wife to tell her what happened. Oh, good girl. Thomas's wife had already been suspicious of how much time he was spending on the computer. Yep. And now all of her suspicions were confirmed. Yep. So she digs deeper. Uh-huh. His wife dug through his physical mail, mm-hmm. finding the love letters and the gifts, including the underwear sent to Tommy from Jen. Oh. Um, Jen had sent Tommy a chain engraved with the words Tommy and Jen forever. Um, she, his wife, reads the chats between them and saw all of Jen's provocative photos. Mm. But when she goes through the chats... She realizes that there's a much more twisted element to this whole thing. Yeah. Because not only is her husband cheating on her with a 13-year-old girl, or no, my God, sorry. No, not, no, 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 not what I meant, not what I meant, with an 18-year-old girl (laughs) online. Yeah. But he's pretending to be an 18-year-old boy. Yeah. AKA his, his quote-unquote son. Yeah. And sending photos of his young self to the girl, and he's fully delusional about changing and yeah. becoming this boy yeah so she's like oh fuck he's cheating on me like jesus fuck like yeah. this girl's sending him gifts and then she's like wait he's not an 18 year old boy <laughs> like we don't have a son yeah like, so not only is he cheating on me he's also delusional yeah and insane yes yeah yeah and yeah. and cheating on me yeah with with, a, with the, and with lying ostensibly and ostensibly yeah. basically a child yeah yeah so she his wife writes and writes a note to thomas 
and it says, what I cannot believe is that you are living out some bizarre fantasy. If you want to separate, we can, but to continue to lie to me and the kids while she is sending, quote unquote, your son gifts in the mail is not acceptable. Period. And this woman Mm -hmm. goes on, his wife, baller, throughout the story, baller. At the end, baller. She goes on, does a fucking baller move. Mm -hmm. From the mail that Jen had sent to Thomas, his wife finds Jen's address Uh and she sends Jen a letter. So she sends Jen a family photo. (gasps) And a note reading, Jen, enclosed, you will find a picture of my family. Let me introduce you to these people. (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) The man in the center is Tom, my husband. There is no Tommy. He's taking advantage of you. From what I am pulling from your letters, you are much closer to my daughter's age than mine, let alone Tom's. (laughs) Are you over the age of 18? In this alone, he could be prosecuted as a child predator. You need to be more cautious with your safety. You will only be hurt by a man who has mastered the art of manipulation and lies. Do not trust words on the computer. Period. Period. What a fucking legend. Because not only does she out her piece of shit husband. Yep. But she's like, you're being groomed. Yeah, you're being fully taken She's like, he's the monster here. Yeah. You're an 18-year-old girl. Yeah. You're being groomed. You need to be more careful. That is... Major, major, major props to her. Yeah. Because I know that in a lot of these situations, the easiest answer for the wife is to blame the kid. Yeah. And not her piece of shit husband because she has more invested into their relationship than she does with this child. Yeah. But she's being the bigger person here and is like, you need to watch out for yourself, honey. Yeah. Like, Get some fucking help. This guy is unwilling. Jen's Sorry. not the other woman. Jen's a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like legally by law, she's not, but she's an 18 year old senior in high mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And Jen's maternal. And mm-hmm. Jen's like, be careful. Yeah. Like, baller. Like, this guy is bad news, girlfriend. Get the fuck out of here. Queen behavior. Good for her. As she fucking should. Um, quick <laughs> quick side story. I have this in my notes. <laughs> I was at Starbucks <laughs> preparing the script for this, and I went to the bathroom, and I, I, my AirPods disconnected, and I came back to my table, which was right up by the cash register, and I was listening to a podcast about this case. And I come back to my table, and for five minutes at this point of the story, my computer had been playing the podcast out loud in the <laughs> Starbucks. So I come back, and my computer's like, my computer's like, enclosed, you will find a picture of my family. Let me introduce you to these people. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Anyway, I had to include that. <laughs> so Jen gets this letter in the mail. Obviously, she's very distraught. Um, at this point, they'd been talking daily for about a year. Oh, no. So imagine your emotions as an 18-year-old girl oh. and a senior in high school, and then imagining imagine this happening to you. I would be. I would need to be, like, put in a home. Yeah. <laughs> I would be in deep shit. Yeah. Teenage girls, your emotions are insane. They're and big. then you've been lied to for over a year by a middle-aged man. Lots of big feelings. So Jen messages Thomas saying she knows everything, he should be in jail for what he's done, etc. Period. But Jen, being a heartbroken 18-year-old, she wants to dive a little deeper into this. So enter a man named Brian Barrett. Brian and Thomas were co-workers. Brian was 22 years old. He worked as a part-time mechanic, um, but he was in school at Buffalo State to be a teacher. He coached a little league on the weekends, and he had just bought himself a new truck, which he was really proud of. He was young, he was 22, he was just starting to make his way in life. Um, 
on the chat rooms before the whole truth came out, Tommy had introduced Jen to Brian. So Jen had already known Brian. Uh So Thomas and Brian got along at work. Um, Brian had come to dinner at Thomas's house before, but Thomas being 46 and Brian being 22, they weren't like close. Yeah, they're not besties. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So Jen asks Brian if Tommy is truly a 46-year-old man named Thomas, and Brian confirms. Mm -hmm. Um, Through the chats between Jen and Brian, the two get pretty close. Um, After all, they're a lot closer in age. They both have an interest in sports. Um, After bonding for a while, Brian and Jen become an online item. There you go. Um, Now, again, you're an 18-year-old girl who just had her heart broken. I get it. Mm -hmm. But also, like, maybe find someone in West Virginia. Yeah. Or someone who's removed from the whole situation. (laughs) Like, I get it. I get the trauma bonding. I get it. But, like... Maybe just count your losses on this whole thing and, like, call it a day, you know? Yeah, and I'm also going to be a tiny a tiny little bit evil woman brain here. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, I'll get back at him. No, yeah, fully. Very much so. A- 18-year-old girl. Absolutely. Yeah, the first fully. thing The first thing on anyone's mind when you are 18 is, I'm going to be petty. Yeah, I would have done that. <laughs> I so would have done that. Yeah, honestly. And you've been talking to this guy for over a year. Uh-huh. She probably already knew Brian relatively well at this point. Yeah. Through, I mean, like, people on Discord get really close. Like, it's, like, the same thing, yeah. you know? Yep. So I get it. But mm-hmm. it's, like, also maybe just, like, maybe just, like, log off, you yeah, know? Yeah. Hang up your proverbial cap. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, AOL Put an away message on, like, yeah. <laughs> See ya. So at work, Brian starts telling people about his new online relationship with Jen. Yep. Um, online, Thomas can see that Jen and Brian are entering chat rooms together and telling everyone in this little pogo community what happened and that Tommy isn't who he says he is. Um, because they outed him like this and because of all the drama, Thomas or Tommy's account gets banned. Period. Um, so Thomas messages Jen. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure if he made a new account or what. But Probably, yeah. He, he messages Jen and tells her that he'll leave her alone but he just really needs her to stop dragging his name through the mud. But also, like, again, I know you get close to these people, but that's so not consequential. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that has literally nothing to do with all the shit you're going on. Honestly, you should be happy they haven't gone to the fucking cops yet. Yeah, like, I know. Honestly, not to be that person, but you can just, like, shut your computer and the internet stays online. No, exactly. It's much better. Especially back then. Especially back then. And it, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, real-world consequences to a certain extent. Yes. Especially in 2005. So it's like... Priorities, my guy. If she was a year younger, he could have gone to jail for, like, child endangerment or pornography or whatever, Honestly, you know? Honestly, he probably should anyways. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> um, so, Jen, admittedly, she starts playing kind of both sides of the field. Ooh. So, on one hand, she's dragging his name and getting a band and she's outing him. And on the other hand, she's messaging Thomas and saying that she misses him and she wants to be with him. Oh, no. 18-year-old girl. Oh, she loves the attention. So I'm going to read you an uh, exchange between them. Oh, okay. So Marine Sniper, honey, I wish I could be him. Tall hot blonde, your heart is him. Marine Sniper, because I want you in my arms. I want you in my bed to kiss and make love to you all night. But I know I can't have that. Tall hot blonde, I want you to be him. Marine sniper, I want to be him. 
That just actually made me feel so nauseous. Yeah. That's so foul. That is disgusting. Oh, That is disgusting. That's an 18-year-old girl. Yeah, no, I need some water. (laughs) Eventually, Jen tells Thomas that she wants to accept him for who he really is. She says that she misses him and she wants to be with him, even if he's a middle-aged married man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I know, like, sweetie, sweetie honey, baby, baby girl. Poor thing. His wife, who's still somehow trying to patch things up with him, says that she would approach him to get off the computer, and Thomas would say, when I'm done. Ew! So he got fully immersed back in this online thing. Man, there really is, like, no redeeming qualities about this guy. It just keeps getting worse. Other than being the vice president of his daughter's swim team. Oh, great. Which, like, even then was probably to look at teenage girls. I was about to say, we shouldn't be applauding him for that. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 Um, no. So the chats between Thomas and Jen are just as sexual, sometimes more sexual than they were before. Oh, yeah. Um... Then one day, Jen, teen girl, realizes, okay, this is wrong. She tells Thomas that she made a mistake. She can't be with someone who's married. She wants to be with Brian because Brian is younger and they have more in common. Oh, no. The conversations between Jen and Brian reflect more of her being the age that she is. Yeah. She talks about prom, about her summer job as a lifeguard. She complains about her mom. Brian's 22, so yeah, he's older than 18, but, like, he's much closer to her age. They have a lot more in common. Yeah. Um, needless to say, Thomas, he doesn't take it well. Uh, yeah, of course, especially when she's name-dropping. Yeah, his co-worker. <laughs> his co-worker, who he knows, like... Mm-hmm, and sees every day. And, of course, I'm sure there's, like, that, not only, like, jealousy just by you know, virtue of the fact that she's interested in some other guy, but he's a lot closer to this idealized version of what he wishes he could be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's 22. He's self-realized. I'm assuming to some extent he's pretty attractive. He is. There are pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Like tall hot blonde is into him and he's got the truck and money and he's doing all the good shit that he wishes he could have done. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, he Brian is what Tommy was supposed to be for her. Exactly. And that's like, well, she found it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Um, so he's completely enraged. Yep. His <laughs> anger is directed at Jen, but it's mostly directed at Brian. Yeah. Um, Brian tells their coworkers about how he and Jen are making plans to meet up in real life. Ooh. Thomas listens in on these conversations. And he's convinced that Brian only wants to meet Jen so that he can have sex with her. (gasps) And that Brian would never truly love her or fulfill her like Thomas could. Not to mention, Thomas, or Tommy, was supposed to take her virginity, not Brian. There's that whole property thing again. Yep. (laughs) And then, also I wrote, side note, imagine being these people's boss. Like, imagine being the manager (laughs) and just, like, hearing all of this (laughs) for a year. fly on the wall and you hear all the fucking insane locker room talk like i'm gonna take her fucking virginity like i was tommy my my imaginary son was supposed to take his virginity not brian like so fucked imagine overhearing all that no no therapy Um, therapy therapy so then really quick this is the really heavy sexual assault and racism mention that i'm gonna talk about it's not an actual assault but it's just mention of rape okay um so skip forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear that um Thomas messages Jen 
saying that the only time he says a lot of awful things to her but he says the only time he ever wants to see her again is if she's being quote gang raped by a bunch of n-words but uses the n-word oh so like fuck this guy oh my god like fuck this guy for whatever reason it always seems that like this weird misogyny grooming pedophilic thing always goes hand in hand with that racism you know conveniently really conveniently why is that yeah Mm. yep yep Mm. Um, and of course, like black men, oh, there's yeah. the whole stereotype of black men being predatory yeah, and overly yeah, yeah, yeah. sexual and raping young girls, which has gotten so many black men killed yeah. and still does. And yeah. 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 Wow. As if he couldn't get any worse. <sighs> I know. Fuck this guy. No redeeming qualities. Fuck this guy. So speaking <laughs> to Jen, Marine Sniper, um, about Brian says, I hate him with a passion for 10 cents. I would eliminate him. Tall Hoplon says that's drastic, isn't it? Marine Sniper. Payback is a motherfucker, Jen. I am the ultimate weapon. I am a Marine. (laughs) Why is he so horny about being a Marine? Like, why is that his entire personality? Tall hot blonde. What are you going to do? Marine Marine Sniper. Let's just say your piece of shit boyfriend came within a pussy hair of dying. Boyfriend came within a pube. Yeah, came within a pube. Dying. A pube's breath of dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so excuse stupid. Excuse me? That's so stupid. Tall hot blonde. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, girl, same. Marine sniper. Yes. Tall hot blonde. When? Marine sniper. The other day, after you two assholes were fucking with me, had I pulled a little harder, he would be gone. Brian will pay in blood. Oh my god. No, 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 no. He's gonna... This is a 22-year-old guy. A 22-year-old guy minding his fucking business and helping a girl who was groomed. By you. By you. (laughs) Um, So in addition to this, Thomas tells Jen that he's training for, quote, war. Um, He's not going to Iraq, but he's going to go... But he's been going to the gym for two hours every day and running for five miles every day. So Jen warns Brian about these direct threats and about Thomas training for quote-unquote war. Good. Um, telling Brian that he should be really careful at work. Yeah, no shit. So in the days around this, Thomas had tried to hit Brian with his car in the parking lot. Oh my god. And at work, Thomas had been talking so much about his vendetta against Brian and the war that one of his coworkers literally wore a bulletproof vest to joke to, as, to work as a joke one day. Oh my fucking god. This entire company needs to be gotten rid of. Uh, their HR needs to, like, step up. <laughs> what the fuck is their HR yeah. doing? Like, does the manager not think, huh, this is concerning. For over a year, this is the shit. This whole love triangle shit has been going on. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna wear a bulletproof vest to work as a bit. As a joke. It, like, because it's fine. Yeah. Because everyone here will be fine. <laughs> um... So on Friday, September 15th, 2006, at 10 p.m., Brian gets out of work very late. Um, He was the last one there. This was the weekend that he and Jen were supposed to meet up. Um, Thomas knew this. Thomas didn't know that earlier that day, Jen had messaged Brian and canceled the plans because she just didn't feel ready to meet in person yet. Earlier that day, Thomas had messaged Jen saying, quote, hey, Hey, whore, you suck your boyfriend Brian's cock today. That night at 10 p.m., 
while walking to his car, Brian was shot three times and killed. Yeah. Um, also, it gives very, like, this is maybe super insensitive, but it gives very, like, Great Gatsby. I don't know if you are familiar with Great Gatsby, but, like, at the end, like, he, they're, like, dueling over a woman, mm-hmm. and then, like, he gets shot, and he doesn't know that the woman didn't want to see him anyway, mm-hmm. and that's, like, anyway, whole oh, thing. the green light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... But since Brian, this is horrible, since Brian had planned on seeing Jen that weekend, he didn't have plans with anyone. Mm -hmm. Therefore, his body was not found until the following Monday morning when people showed up for work. Oh, God. Um, Everyone showed up at work and called the police. Everyone showed up except Thomas, who didn't come to work the following Monday. Could he make himself any more guilty? Yeah, right? He's just like... He's been talking about doing this for months. People are wearing bulletproof vests to work. The coworker of interest shows up dead, and then he doesn't show up. And work. yeah, mm-hmm. wow. So at the scene, <clears throat> they found shell casings, a peach pit, and Brian's back tire had been slashed. So two things are important about this. One, in addition to Tall Hot Blonde, Jen had used the screen name Peaches O Six Seventeen, and they found a peach pit there. Yep. Two. The tires were slashed, meaning that this wasn't, like, a random attack or a robbery gone wrong. It was someone with a vendetta against Brian. Mm. Um, so when the police ask his coworkers who would have done this, everyone's like, um... Who could have possibly I have an idea. done this? Yeah. Um, so the police start looking for Thomas, but no one can find him. Uh-huh. In trying to find, um... In trying to find Thomas, they look for Jen, because they're like, this girl might also be in danger. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, this was one of the first times that MySpace was ever used in a murder investigation or any form of social media. <laughs> well, there we go. Milestone for MySpace. <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> um, so through MySpace, they find Jen's address and they make their way to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. When police get to Jen's home, her mother, a 45-year-old woman named Mary Sheeler, opens the door. Um, they explain the situation. They ask to speak to Jen. They say that they're concerned for her safety and they can't find Thomas. They ask if Mary can get her daughter, um, and Mary says that she has no way of contacting Jen. So they're like, why? Like, why can't you get Jen? Um, All of a sudden, Mary Sheeler starts crying, and she says that she has to admit something. Yes! Yes! I fucking Isn't this good? so good! Jen was not the person speaking to Thomas and Brian online. Hmm. It was 46-year-old Mary Sheeler. Hmm. But... Jen did exist. Jen was Mary's actual 18-year-old daughter. <gasps> Mary was using her daughter's photos and persona to talk to these men on the internet for over a year under the username Tall Hot Blonde. That is so evil. Fuck this woman. Fuck that is this disgusting. Woman. Oh my god. She sent, she sent upskirt photos of her daughter. <gasps> pictures of her daughter in a bathing suit and sent these men lingerie no 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 this is so evil how could you do that to your own kid to your kid oh my god i know at one point she sent i don't know if this is before or after thomas and brian came into the picture but she sent um upskirt photos of her daughter to a bunch of random men online and captioned it something along the lines of like do you guys like this uh, no. Her daughter. That is that is so fucked. That is so disgusting. Gross. Oh my god. So, Mary Ugh. Sheeler, they're like, hey, um, 
can you just like file a police report? Um, so she does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she says that Thomas had called her earlier, called Jen earlier, right. um, after he killed Brian. And he said, quote, your boyfriend was very easy to take care of. No 18 year old was going to best me. And you're right, because it was a 46-year-old woman. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, girl! (sighs) Um, When they finally tracked Thomas down, he was arrested for first-degree murder. Yeah. um, But he denied being involved. Okay. He says that that night, that Friday night, he was at home with his wife and his daughters, and that they would vouch for him. Um, But when the police asked his wife, she was like, yeah, no, he wasn't home. He's lying. (laughs) Let's go, wifey. Oh. Let's go. I oh, love this woman. What an excellent person. Daughters did the same thing. Nice. Let's go. Um, he called his daughters from the jail cell and asked them to vouch, and they also said no. Yeah, fuck you. His wife, while he was in prison, filed for divorce. Good. <laughs> that guy. was the last straw yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Thomas is in custody, and they bring him in for further questioning. Uh-huh. The police show Thomas a picture of Mary Sheeler, uh-huh. Jen's 46-year-old mother. Yeah. And they're like, do you know this woman? Mm-hmm. And he says, No. And they say, oh, this is Jen. (laughs) Get fucked on. Um, At this point, the investigators say that he, quote, or that, quote, the blood drained from his head and he turned the color of the walls, which was a pasty white. Fuck this guy. Can you imagine? Oh, that is such perfect karma. I know. That is, like, you just killed an innocent 22-year-old man for your little 18-year-old paramour. Yeah. And it's a 46-year-old woman doing the same shit to you that you were doing to her. Two 46-year-olds talking to each other online. Get hit with that Uno reverse, bitch. Pretending to be their kids. Bitch. Oh, yeah. my God. And she was trying to fuck the 22-year-old. Yep. Ugh. Um, but granted, again, let's not forgive Thomas or, like, in some twisted way feel bad for him. Because he did all of this grooming and creeping on an 18-year-old, who he thought was an 18-year-old virgin. Yeah, no, he's not getting away with any of this. Yes, he thought this was an 18-year-old virgin. I think not. Um, While waiting for his trial and realizing that the case against him was too strong, Thomas tried to kill himself um, unsuccessfully. Yeah. Eventually, he and his lawyer decided it would be better if he pled guilty. Yeah. Last minute, he fired his original lawyer, hired a new one, and filed a motion to revoke his guilty plea because he wanted to plead not guilty instead the judge was like, no. Yeah, no. You, you said you were guilty. You're guilty. Yeah, period. <laughs> um, so not only did the jury see all of the thousands of messages between him and Jen, quote-unquote Jen, yep. including the ones in which he threatened to hurt Brian, yeah. but his DNA was found on the peach pit at the scene, um, which I also think it's fucking creepy, and I know it was intentional that he was eating a peach while avenging his lover oh, yeah. because her username was Peaches. Yeah, obviously. Um... And then this is some crazy investigative shit, but Thomas had previously told his coworkers, and I don't know why this was like their water cooler conversation, but he told his coworkers that he, if he was to ever kill someone, he would use an M1A1 gun. During the investigation, they took a gun cabinet from the family home, but the gun used to kill Brian was never found. However, the FBI looked at old family photos, one of which included the gun cabinet in the background, and an M1A1 gun was in the photo in the cabinet at the time. Damn. Meaning he likely used it to kill Brian and then got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, wow. Eventually, Thomas was sentenced to 20 years in prison. He said during the trial that he always planned on killing Tommy off in Iraq, and he never wanted it to go this far. Um, He also said before shit hit the fan that he almost killed himself because of the guilt, which again, 
why I, you should be guilty, but why is that the guilt? Why is lying to Jen the guilt? <laughs> yeah, and not your wife, your children yeah. killing your coworkers. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> why, yeah. Um, and she's not even real. And also, you didn't even have to elaborately kill Tommy off. Like, you could have literally just, like, deleted your account and uh, it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, um, So the prosecutors... Um, hoped that they could charge Mary Sheeler for something, mm-hmm. but by law she didn't technically do anything illegal. Yeah. Um, I guess. However, she did try to make herself the hero in all of this and what? said that um, she talked to Brian so that he wouldn't go out in the real world and talk to real teenage girls. No. That's a lie. No. You're not the fucking hero You're... here. Honestly, arguably, I would say she is just as bad I agree. Just as bad because she was also fetishizing her child Mm -hmm. and like making it into a weird take my virginity like sexual disgusting kind of thing. Yep. Which is just as... I'm saying it's worse because Thomas sent a picture of a fake son and like hypothetically... Well, he sent his own picture. He sent his own picture. Not his daughter's. And hypothetically, yeah, if he did have a real son, maybe he would have used pictures of his real son. Maybe. But like she used pictures of her daughter. Yeah. Like, Ugh. you fucking creep. Well, she didn't kill anybody. If we're talking about everything except the murder, I would say she's worse. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, she wants to write a book about the dangers of the internet. Fuck this woman. Brian's parents... Um, since this whole thing has happened, have tried to get laws passed against catfishing. Mm-hmm. Um, no real success. It's a hard law to draft. Yeah, that's tough. Um, the real Jen had no idea, 18-year-old Jen, had no idea that any of this was happening. Yeah. And she didn't find out until her friends had heard about the case and came to her. Jen went to her father and asked if he knew about this, and he didn't know either. Um, Mary Sheeler's husband, Jen's father, filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. Jen cut off all contact with Mary Sheeler and hasn't spoken to her mother since. Good. And that's that's Tall Hop Blonde. That's it. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe he only got twenty years for the murder. I know. He should be in there forever. And Brian's parents were upset about it in the court, and they yeah. they read a statement saying like we were hoping for more, but like we'll take this. Yeah. Um, but Thomas. And again, like, we could talk about prison, but Thomas is not even in jail for as long as Brian was alive. Brian was alive 22 years, and Thomas yeah. is in jail for 20. That is so fucked. Yeah. So. <sighs> wow. That, w- that was a really good one. The twists and turns. I know. I didn't see any of that. I oh, mean, my God. I, w- I was hoping that he was going to get catfished back, but that was... Mm. A pipe dream. Icing on the cake. The moment I, when I first heard this case in a podcast and they said like Mary Sheeler admitted that she was Jen, I was screaming. I mean, yeah. Like. It's excellent. Insane. And, and again, you can find Jen's real name online and her photos. And I just don't think it's, she didn't do anything here. She She literally didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So I just don't feel comfortable sharing that. But yeah, that's tall hot blonde. Damn. Good one. Thanks. Well. Thank you. Yeah. That was a really good one. It was a long one. My throat hurts. Oh, but no. <laughs> I, I, love, I love these catfishing ones. They're always so interesting because growing up, like, intimately involved with the internet from such a young age, these feel, I don't know, in a way more relatable. I agree. Which is so crazy to think about because, you know, 
I mean, I'm not going to say, like, for example, our last episode that I can relate to the blood countess, mm-hmm. but this is like crazy <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, feel, it feels more real. Yeah. Way. Um, I think I, I kind of want to do an episode next when we do like investigative stuff in season two mm-hmm. about like something about like Gen Z something, because I think it's just, it, I think we grew up in a really like the cusp we were talking about. We grew up where we were exposed to this 2005 chat room culture. Like, yeah. we, we got a taste of that. We kind of, like, le- I at least learned to read through that. Like, we, like, <laughs> were exposed to that. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, in our teenage years, we had more, like, nuanced and developed understanding of social media and about not trusting people and about how people lie. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, yeah, we especially have a really interesting perspective of like how somebody could get catfished in that way yeah. but also like how that is just like mm-hmm. insane I yeah. guess I don't know yeah you know? literally like, yeah so what are you doing next week next week I'm doing another icky one Ooh. and I'm gonna be doing Leonarda Cianculli. I'll have to double check that I'm pronouncing her name right. She's Italian. Mm-hmm. And her claim to fame is the soap maker of Caraggio. So we'll be discussing her. And like last week, next week's is going to be a little ickier than the other cases I've been doing, but I've been good, so yes. I'm going to be bad. No, you deserve it. <laughs> Thank you deserve you. it. Treat yourself. Thank you, and I will. We'll get to discuss uh, Leonardo, so yes. that'll be fun. And we have an exciting announcement for the season finale. Yes. We're just going to kind of tease it mm-hmm. now. And then we'll do the reveal next episode at the end. But episodes 19 and 20 of season one, the last two episodes of season one, are going to be a two-parter. Yep. Um, I am going to give the first part of the story. I'm going to start it with sort of just more like background general things. And then Lauren's going to give us sort of the grand season one finale with episode 20. Which will be exciting. This is going to be our first like explicitly collaborative episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see how the social justice and the neuroscience and like all the other shit kind of intermeshes. Yeah. And uh, craft our little narrative. It's going to be a good case. So stay tuned. And it's a case that is still, it's very recent and it's actively sort of unfolding I Mm -hmm. guess you could say so I think it's very topical and I'm excited to talk about it it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah so you guys will have to stay tuned for that and tune in next week for the soap maker so that'll also yeah make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Magnum BI pod um rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple give us a little five stars really helps us out send us an email tell us if you have any horrible catfish kick stories oh my god i can't believe you never told me that that's insane i i have a lot of shit i still haven't told you we'll talk about it yeah we sure will we'll Um, unpack it we'll unpack it (laughs) we're not doing well yeah it's fine um but thank you guys for listening yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time magnum Beyond. bye